Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so excited that you are with me today and my guest that is back with me. You guys heard him back in November talking about his Christmas book. We are back this week talking about marriage. And this is one of my favorite things to talk about. This is part of the Schoolhouse Rocked family series. And so over the next several weeks, as you know, we're talking about all things family. And this is probably one of, if not the most important part of family marriage, because it's the thing that kind of heads up the family, right? I mean, you have to have marriage to have kids and you have to have um, a, a good, strong marriage in order to have a good, strong family. And so I have Bob Lapine back with me this week, and I am going to say, he might not say this, but I'm going to say he's an expert <laughs> on marriage, and we'll talk about why. But first, I want to thank our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward His creation, and BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call one 800 845 5731 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Well, Bob, welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am so glad that you've taken time to come back with me again today. I loved our last conversation and I'm really looking forward to uh, just some encouragement this week for myself and for those of us listening. So introduce yourself to us and uh, who you are once again. Let me just say, first of all, I know I'm late to the party with this, but congratulations on crossing the 500 episode uh, threshold back a few months ago. Way to go yeah. on that. And yeah, it's Thank a privilege you. to be back with you here. And uh, I have... Uh, uh, listeners who will know me will probably know me from 28 years of working with Family Life Today. Yeah. I was the co-host of that radio program with Dennis Rainey and then with David Ann Wilson for almost three decades. Um, in addition to that, I pastor a church in Little Rock, Arkansas, Redeemer Community Church. Uh, I've written some books. I've spoken uh, various places. So uh, that's that's probably uh, that's the guts of my bio there. Well, um, you know, I mentioned this the last time you were on and said that years ago, probably about 24, 25 years ago, I used to listen to you and Dennis mm -hmm. Rainey on my way to work every morning. And that was before we had kids. And that really, it was such an encouragement to me because you would talk about parenting and I was still fairly, you know, newly married. And, um, you know, it, it was a lot of stuff that he didn't learn growing up. And so I... I just would just sit at your feet and just learn from you, from your guests, from just such a powerful radio program. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. And so when we were talking about this series and and talking about marriage and I thought, oh, I really want to have Bob Lapine back on to talk about this and just to bring some encouragement because I know that, like you said, you spent you know more than 25 years sitting in front of a microphone talking to people about marriage and bringing that encouragement to them as well. And so I want to start by you telling us, I always love to hear people's stories of how they met their wives, how they, you know, came to be a couple, how they got married. Um, if you have a good proposal story in there, that's always a bonus. <laughs> if it was lame, maybe just leave that part out. <laughs> but tell me about you and your wife, Marianne, and how the Lord brought the two of you together. We were both students at the University of Tulsa, uh, and both were involved as volunteer leaders with um, an outreach organization called Young Life. And mm. so we we met 
through our our mutual work with Young Life. We were at a retreat, a, a leadership retreat together one weekend, and I was in line getting food on a Friday night, and there was there was a. Uh, somebody else I just met who was in front of me. Uh, she was a, I think a junior or a senior. I was still a freshman. And so she was talking to me and, and she said, so what year are you? And I said, I'm a freshman. And she went, Oh, you're a freshman. I thought you were like a junior or a senior. And of course <laughs> I, I loved hearing that. Right. I, I, I was, Oh, well, that's nice. And Marianne, who was behind me in line said, you're, you're a freshman, huh? And I said, yeah, what did you think I was? seeing if she was gonna if she was gonna she said hmm maybe a sophomore and i thought okay all right a little spunkiness here you know and that was our first conversation we wound up going to target on a date that was our first date i needed to run to target i said you want to go with me we went out on a friday night to target and uh and and then we dated for over four years uh, which would not be my uh, my recommendation to young couples today, but it's while we were in college, we dated. She graduated with a degree in nursing. Uh, I graduated a year later with my degree in broadcasting, and we were married in 1979. And I'll let you decide whether this is a lame engagement story or not. <laughs> um, so I, I had gone and bought a box. This was right before Christmas, four pieces of, of uh, chocolate candy in it. And I got the, I got, I was able to select which kind of chocolates I wanted. And I picked two of them because they were the biggest ones. Cause I knew that I was going to cut the bottom off, scoop the nougat or whatever out and oh, put wow. the ring in the chocolate so that she would bite into the chocolate and there'd be a ring there. <laughs> that was, that was how it worked. So I gave her on the way to our, to, to lunch, I gave her the box of chocolates as an early Christmas present. And she picked one of the smaller ones and took a bite of it and put it back in. And I said, didn't didn't care for that one. And she said, yeah, not really. And I said, I, I started thinking she's going to go to the office and say, anybody else want some chocolates? Oh, no. <laughs> so I thought, well, don't, don't throw them away or just hand the rest of them out. And that made her suspicious. And she said, why is that? And I said, well, pick, pick that one right there. And so that's when she found the ring. And uh, she said, what does this ring mean? And I said, well, if you put it on your finger, it means we're engaged. And she said, but I don't remember you asking me anything. (laughs) And so we had this. So it was in the parking lot of Big Al's Submarine Sandwiches, which is at 21st and Harvard in Tulsa, (laughs) that I got out of the car and went around to the other side of the car and got down on one knee in the parking lot and said, that ring means, will you marry me? And she said, yes. And that was our engagement story. That's awesome. I love it. I'm glad you went around the car and got down on your knee because <laughs> if you hadn't, I would have said Shame you owe on her. Me. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's I'm trying to do the math in my head. So you've been married 40, 43 years. years. 43 yeah, we're coming years. up on 44 okay. this year. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That is that is so incredible. I love hearing of successful marriages. And you know, um, my husband and I were going on 28 years of marriage um, to go. and you know, praise, praise God. And I've, I've shared a little bit of our testimony before, and it is truly only by the grace of God that we have made it this far. Um, it's by the grace of God that we made it through the first, you know, probably year or two of our marriage, because we were both incredibly immature, um, both in our relationship with the Lord, but also just as humans, you know, we, yeah. we had just turned 20 and uh, we just had a lot of growing up to do. We were very selfish and still are in a lot of ways, of course, because we're human. Um, 
But marriage is so hard sometimes. And, you know, I, I look at marriages around us that just surround us everywhere we go. And my heart aches for yeah. couples. And, you know, I, I don't think it's any different in the homeschool world than it is in the public school world or private school world. Marriage is marriage is marriage. And every phase of life brings a different kind of um, trial, I think, and, you know, different pressures of life. I feel like the ages of our kids bring different pressures into a marriage mm-hmm. and whatever our circumstances are, you know, maybe there's a loss of a job. I mean, a sickness, there's so many things that can affect um, how our marriage is and whether it's good or bad. And we go through seasons that are hard and happy. And, um, and so I really want to just bring some encouragement to our guests this week, because I'm certain that many who are listening are in a difficult phase of marriage and, and maybe they have been in a difficult phase and they're in a really strong, good, happy phase of their marriage right now, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to fall into that hard phase again, because I think that most of us do that. So we're going to talk about that, but before we do, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing and providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Bob Lapine. And the first thing I want to ask is because you have spent so many years talking with people about marriage. You've spent many years as a pastor, so I know that you've done a lot of counseling. What have you found to be the most difficult part of marriage that most people face? Well, you know, if, if you're sitting down with folks in marriage counseling and you ask them, what are the challenges that are going on in your marriage? You'll often get responses like communication is an issue. We don't agree on the kids, uh, money issues, uh, there can be in-law issues. All, all of those will will come up. I think of those, Yvette, as, as presenting issues or symptoms of the deeper issue that is most often what's at play in a marriage. You touched on it when you were talking about your story with, with Garrett. Um, the, the, the challenge for most of our marriages is that we're, we're selfish people married to selfish people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both of us have this innate selfishness that we we bring to the relationship and say, I know the right way for this to be done. Uh, I know the way that would be right and pleasing to me. And if you would just conform to my wishes, we'd all be happy. And and that's where the clash often comes in. I've said to couples for years, um, we, if we could probably solve 85 percent of the marriage issues in, in most marriages today, if couples would apply one Bible verse in their marriage, 
and that's Philippians 2, 3, which says, do nothing from selfishness. And by the way, the, the Greek word for nothing me, there means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> do, do nothing from selfishness or conceit, empty conceit, but with humility, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. It goes on to say, don't just look out for your own interests, but look out for the interests of others. And most of the time in a marriage, somebody has gotten so fixated on, it has to be done my way. My way is right. I think I know what's true. Um, This is my preference. If you don't yield to my preference, we, we get locked up because things aren't going the way we think they should go. And we don't stop and ask the question, what way does God want this to go? Mm-hmm. What 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 would please God when it comes to marriage? We're just thinking, what would please me when it comes to marriage? Now, it has to be both people in a marriage who are committed to this idea of being other-centered, being God-centered first, then being other-centered in a marriage. All it takes is, is one person who is committed to their selfishness for there to be disruption in a marriage relationship. But I have found, in my own experience... I have a much better um, eye for identifying selfishness in Marianne than identifying it myself. (laughs) I I see it more clearly in her than I see it in me. And I shouldn't be surprised. Jesus said, you're good at seeing specks in somebody else's eye and you can't see the log in your own eye. And, And so I think for most of us, we have to pull back and ask the question, where am I most dug in? Where am I most committed to? It has to be done my way. And, is, is that because it's it's what God says, or is it because that's my preference? Most of us think, well, if it's my preference, I'm sure it's God's preference too. And we're committed to things. I'll just say this. Marianne and I have learned over the years, this, this thing that we've said to one another, different isn't always wrong. Sometimes it's just different. Yeah. And Marianne is quick to say, sometimes it's wrong. And she's right. Mm-hmm. If, but if, if we go to Baskin Robbins and I say, I would like Rocky Road. And she says, who would ever eat Rocky Road? Why would you want nuts in your ice cream or marshmallows? Who wants marshmallows in their ice cream? What she's saying is, that's not my preference, uh-huh. but that doesn't mean Rocky Road is wrong. Right. So we we have to learn how to let preferences go and just be generous with our preferences. And let's get dug in on the things that matter to God and and let go of the things that are just preferences on our part you are absolutely spot on. And that's one thing, you know, that I think I've realized in our marriage is that oftentimes we just have differing opinions on things. But the other thing that I see sometimes is that like, I'm so certain, and it's not necessarily um, a pride issue or a selfishness issue. It's just that I'm certain I'm right about something and he's certain he's right about something. And that I think is really hard to reconcile with each other because it's, it, I don't even know how to explain that. Um, we both are just certain right. that our side is right. And so how, how do you, when you come to this, you know, road where you, this impasse, this impasse um, how do you deal with that? Because that, I think, I mean, at least for us, you know, can sometimes lead to disagreements where I'm like, yeah. but I know you think you're right but I know I'm right, but I know you think you're right, you know, and, and I desperately want to work it out and he desperately wants to work it out. And we always do, you know, um, I mean, God's good to always work things through with us. Um, 
But that's so hard when I'm just like, but you don't understand. I just want you to understand what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling about this. So um, I, I think what you've identified, and I think all of us have been through this, I'll give you a yeah. real simple example of how this works out. And this will be trivial, but it illustrates a bigger point. We were driving home from church one day um, and we we had for many Sundays gone in separate cars because I had to go earlier for church stuff. And this day we happened to be in the same car. And so we got to a stoplight and Marianne said, aren't you going to turn right here? And I said, no, I'm, I'm going to go straight. And she said, but if, if you turn right, you miss the stoplights. And I said, if you turn right, you go a mile farther than if you go this way. And she goes, but you don't have the stoplights to deal with. And I, <laughs> and by this time, my light had turned green and we went straight. And she's just shaking her head like, this Why is the, the wrong world? this is the wrong way to go home right yeah and i'm thinking no i can show you on the map that i just saved a mile's worth of gas and we got through <laughs> the stoplights just fine well okay so what's going on there on something simple and trivial like that is we have our patterns and our routines and we mm -hmm. do them because they make sense to us when somebody challenges that they're they're really challenging deeply held things i mean we, we've right. always done it this way and it just seems right to us yeah. and we may even have reasons why like marianne's reason i want to go right because i don't want the stoplights and i'm right. thinking well i want to go straight because i don't want to go as far in the car so if we were valuing different priorities there that doesn't mean my priority is right, hers is wrong. It just means we value different things. And right. most of the time, when you examine those times when you go, I'm right, no, I'm right, you you really just have different priorities, different values, things that matter more to you than to somebody sure. else. And that's where we have to pull back and go, are, are these at a conviction level or are they mm -hmm. at a preference level? Is this just something that I prefer to not to miss the stoplights, even if I have to go a little farther. I, I prefer, um, Marianne and I have talked about personality differences. She tends to be very structured, planned out. Um, I tend to be more spontaneous. Now, which of those is the right way to be? Well, in some circumstances, you, you need to be spontaneous. In other circumstances, yeah. you need to be planned out. She tends to default in one direction and feels most comfortable in that. I default in another direction, feel most comfortable. We've had to learn how do we honor the other person and who God made them to be? How do yeah. we benefit in our marriage from each other's differences without being irritated by the fact that you don't think like me or act like me or see everything exactly the way I see it? Now, yeah. with all of that said, we have to come back and say, when we're talking about things where God has has been clear in his word mm -hmm. about what's right, what's wrong, what's true, what's not true. That's where we want to have common convictions and say, we're both going to bow to what God says, no matter what right. our preferences are in this situation. Yeah. So a husband who says, well, I think it would spice up our marriage if we watched this movie before we, we went to bed. And a wife goes, we can't do that because the Bible says that There'd be a lust issue going on. You know, th there are biblical convictions there. That's not sure. just a preference issue. And and that's at a whole different level than just what are our preferences in marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. 
However, the most important question now is, do you really think Rocky Road is the best ice cream at Baskin Robbins? <laughs> no, I really like chocolate peanut butter better than that. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say chocolate chip because chocolate chip is clearly the right answer. <laughs> you and Marianne can go to Baskin Robbins together. Does You'd she like buds. chocolate chip too? She does like chocolate chip. Oh, yes. She likes she Brahms chocolate woman. chip. Yeah. You know, Brahms chocolate chip is close to Baskin yes. Robbins and it's like, Probably a, a fifth of the cheaper. cost. Exactly. But it's not quite the same. So yeah, I know. Here, just, but it's, just, a, it's a good thing I don't live in driving distance of a Brahms. I'd be in trouble. Oh, gosh. Oh, we live in driving distance of like 10 of them. I um, know. It's ridiculous. So, yes, they're <laughs> everywhere. But I don't, I'm not a huge ice cream person. So, yeah. Chocolate chip ice cream with marshmallow cream, rainbow sprinkles, and a cherry on top. That is my favorite ice cream sundae <laughs> since I was about five years old probably we used to have a Baskin Robbins that was right around the corner from our house and my dad and I would ride our bikes there and so and I've tried like grown-up ice cream you know like chocolate or Rocky Road can't go there it's not good no I I I go back to my five-year-old chocolate chip ice cream so anyway I love it um but we're out of time we will be back on Wednesday we're going to keep talking about marriage and uh, bringing this encouragement to you where can people find out more about you Bob Probably the best things go to our website for the church. That's RedeemerLR for Little Rock, RedeemerLR.org. Sounds great. We'll put that link in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.